slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Want to first off wish everybody a very happy July 4th weekend. Looking forward to uh, things, you know, slowly but surely getting back to normal, and this will be pretty close to a normal July 4th. So enjoy the holiday and obviously summer in full swing right now. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this Wednesday and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action. Lots to cover today on the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast as the offseason uh, getting into full swing. We are going to look at some of the NHL awards. You know, we talked on this show about the Islanders lacking superstars And none of them really won, no players anyway, won an award. We'll talk about where they finished and where they deserved to finish. Uh, You know, were any Islanders worthy of postseason awards and honors? We'll break all that down. Plus, look at where some of the present Islanders are on the all-time list now that the season and the playoffs have come to a close. We have a current Islander and a very popular one at that as our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and lots more to come on today's episode. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, maybe you've got a question or a comment or a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and um, just get you updated throughout the off season. So, right now, let's talk about some milestones because, you know, the season is over, the playoffs are over, and there are some players now who on this Islanders team who have been there for a while and are starting to crawl up the all-time Islanders lists for, you know, regular season and postseason milestones. So, for example, games played. After this season, and it was obviously like the previous year, abbreviated because of COVID, who is third on the Islanders all-time list with 919 games played. Yeah, that would be Josh Bailey. Bailey now only trails Dennis Potvan and Brian Trottier on the Islanders' all-time list for games played. Uh, Bob Nystrom now fourth with 900 games played. So if Bailey plays all 82 games, 
he will have 1,001 games played at the end of next year. He can get that 1,000th game if he stays healthy and plays in 81 of the 82 games this year. Uh, as far as goals are concerned, there are no active Islanders in the top 10. But in assists, Josh Bailey is now tied for fifth on the Islanders' all-time assists list. He has 349 career assists. Now, guess who he's tied with? Yeah, Josh Bailey right now tied for fifth on the Islanders' all-time assists list with some guy named John Tavares. Both of them have 349 assists. Uh, If... Bailey gets 10 more next season. He will pass Clark Gillies for fourth. Well, 10 to tie Gillies, 11 to pass him. But it'll be a while after that. Then the third place spot, Mike Bossy with 553. No uh, active Islanders in the top 10 in points. Uh, penalty minutes, however. Matt Martin. Now, number nine on the Islanders' all-time penalty minutes list. He has 809 penalty minutes in an Islanders jersey. He needs only five more to tie Eric Cairns for eighth. And uh, basically, he is 82 more away from tying Clark Gillies at seventh, 84 more from tying Dwayne Sutter for sixth. So, again, uh, Matt Martin, assuming he's back next year, and hopefully he will be, uh, a very good chance that he can climb up even higher on that list. Power play goals? Well, Anders Lee now number nine on the Islanders' all-time list there with 53. If only he could have been healthy the whole season, but Lee, 53rd, uh, 53 all-time power play goals. He needs 26 more to catch Pat LaFontaine for eighth. That is unlikely to happen over the course of one season. But again, we shall see if it's uh, if it's possible. Game-winning goals. Anders Lee up there on that list as well. He is now 10th with 31 game-winning goals. If he gets four next year, He will tie Pat LaFontaine in that department on the Islanders' all-time list for ninth. And uh, when it comes to goaltending, let's not leave out our uh, starting goaltender, Simeon Varlamov. He is now the Islanders' all-time leading goaltender in save percentage with a 921 uh, career save percentage in an Islanders' uniform and He also has the best goals against average of any qualified goalie in Islanders history with a 2.36. And, you know, the 2.36 puts him uh, 0.20 ahead of the second place player, Glenn Chico Resch, at 2.56. So uh, Varlamov starting to uh, climb that list. He is also tied for seventh on the Islanders all-time shutout list. With nine, needs one to catch Tomas Grice for sixth place, and three more shutouts will allow him to uh, tie Yaroslav Halak in the fifth spot. So, again, you have those milestones 
being reached this year and, and players climbing up that list. And there are some guys on this team who can certainly uh, get there. Obviously, you know, Matthew Barzal, Anders Lee, if these guys stay healthy, they're going to climb up a lot of these lists. Ilya Sorokin off to a very promising start. If he remains with the organization long term, he could climb up these lists. But to me, it's always kind of cool to take a look at, you know, where all of these players stand. And yeah, that's that's where it is as we head into the offseason. We've got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We do have our Islanders birthday of the day coming up. Plus, no Islanders won any postseason awards. No players anyway. We'll talk about the votes, how close they came, and whether they deserved any. All that and more still to come on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So the Islanders not winning any awards. You know, they handed out the trophies and no surprise. But there were some players who got some votes. And look, you know, we've talked on this show so many times how the Islanders really are a a team built not around a superstar. There's no Sidney Crosby, no Alexander Ovechkin, no player who's going to get, you know, there's no John Tavares even on this team. When when JT was the captain and the star of this team, it was John Tavares and the New York Islanders. Now, you know, there are a lot of great players. Matthew Barzal, very talented. Anders Lee, no question, a valuable player, leader, you know, Pelican, Pulak, great defenseman, Simeon Varlamov, great goalie, but none of these guys are really considered stars, and most of the attention when it comes to postseason awards, the only Islander who got one this year, Lou Lamarillo, general manager, winning the uh, GM of the year for the second consecutive season. Now, the Vezina Trophy for the top goalie in the league, Simeon Varlamov, did get Five, uh, uh, finished fifth in the voting with 10 points. And to me, this is the biggest controversy. Uh, I didn't expect Varley to win it. Marc-Andre Fleury wins. Vasilevsky, Grubauer are the other finalists. Both of them certainly deserved consideration. Uh, but then Varley is fifth. And... It's a little strange because he was in the top four of every category in the league in goaltending this year. You go and look at the numbers for Simeon Varlamov, and I I think the first two categories is why he didn't get more consideration. Varlamov was tied for ninth in games played with 36, but that's the same number of games Marc-Andre Fleury played. He was tied for 10th in wins with 19. And that, you know, they value those wins an awful lot, all things considered. And I I think that's why uh, Varley didn't quite reach that height. But you look at goals against average, for example. Simeon Varlamov, fourth in that category among qualified goaltenders, with a 2.04. Gotta, you know, appreciate that and take it into consideration. In shutouts, Varley tied for first with Philip Grubauer of Colorado, even though he played four fewer games and started four fewer games 
than Grubauer. So, you, you know, you look at these numbers, and Varlamov was right there. Maybe he should have been third or fourth. I'm not saying he deserved to win the award, but probably he deserved a little bit higher consideration than he got. As far as the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year, uh, Sorokin, Ilya Sorokin finishing 15th, he got four points in the voting. Again, you know, Sorokin didn't deserve to win the award. I mean, uh, Cyril uh, Kaprasov, the runaway winner, he deserved it. No, Nobody's debating that. And I think the fact that Sorokin only played, you know, 40%, 35 to 40% of the Islanders' games hurt him. But statistically, performance-wise, he was up there. Oliver Wallstrom, ninth in goals, 13th for points uh, among rookies. But again, no votes for him. But a lot of good rookies this year, so I understand why he didn't get more consideration. Uh, had he played more? Had he even started half the games and had similar numbers? I think he would have gotten more consideration, or had this been an average year for rookies instead of a strong one, I think he gets more consideration. The Norris Trophy is where I think uh, I have a little bit of a beef, and it's something we've talked about occasionally on the show. Both Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick got one vote each, uh, tying them for 17th place in the Norris Trophy voting, and... Look, I don't expect them to be higher up on the list. And look, Adam Fox won it. He had 47 points. Pulak and Pellick together had 31 points on the year. Unless you put up a lot of points, it's tough to win the Norris Trophy. It really ends up being the award for the best offensive defenseman. I mean, you know, guys, if you're going to win that award... More often than not, it's going to be a Paul Coffey, a Dennis Potvin, a Bobby Orr, a Brian Leach, uh, a guy who is going to put up points in addition to playing strong defense. Uh, Zdeno Chara certainly, you know, won his share of Norris trophies. Occasionally, you get a guy like Rod Langway or Chris Chelios who are more defensive-oriented and win it, but that is the exception. Pellick and Pulak, not going to get a lot of attention based on the way they play. They are not Scott Stevens types who are going to deliver these body checks that make highlight films all the time. They don't pick up large numbers of penalty minutes or fight. They don't score a lot of goals. But what they do is they are among the best defensive defensemen in the game, and they're so smart. Do they deserve the Norris Trophy? No. Not going to say that they do. Do they deserve more consideration than what they've been getting? Yeah, they do. Now, Ryan Pulak's big game-saving play in Game 6 of the Lightning Series is going to help him with recognition and with uh, you know getting some more attention and respect from the national media. And the other thing that I think will help the cause of the Islanders is that over the last two years, they have made it to the conference final both times. And when you start to win consistently, when you are a perennial contender for the Stanley Cup, 
your reputation starts to grow. And it usually takes a year or two, sometimes even three, for the reputation to catch up with the actual performance of the player. I think next year you'll see Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick get some more votes toward the Norris Trophy. Again, unless they suddenly start putting up a lot of points, you're not going to see them win the Norris Trophy, but I, I, I think you will see them get some votes. No Islanders on the first All-Star team postseason. It was Connor McDavid, Brad Marchand, and Mitch Marner up front. Adam Fox and Kale McCarr as the defenseman. Vasilevsky, the first team goalie. The second team All-Star team league-wide. Austin Matthews, Jonathan Huberdeau, uh, Miko Rantanen, Hedman, and Hamilton are the defensemen. Marc-Andre Fleury, the goalie. And then the all-rookie team, uh, Kaprizov, Josh Norris, Jason Robertson up front, Keandre Miller, and Ty Smith on the blue line. Uh, and then Alex uh, Nedeljkovic, uh was the goaltender. So no Islanders on that all-rookie team. Again, Wallstrom deserves some votes, but not a win. And, and, and the same with Sorokin, I think. Uh, Ilya Sorokin in the conversation, probably, but not worthy because he didn't start enough games to be the all-rookie team goalie this year. So I, I think what we see is a little more respect around the league for the Islanders, but they're still not there yet. And that's a trade-off. This is a team that trades individual statistics for team success. We've talked about that, you know, guys like Lee and Barzal and, and Bavillier and even Pelican and Pulak, you know, they could put up better numbers in a different system, but they wouldn't get as much, you know, as many wins and wouldn't be playing the kind of hockey they are uh, under a different coaching staff, giving them a different style of play. When we come back, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors and the occasional limited time flavor. And when they come out, you got to get them fast because they tend to sell out quickly. The latest that I tried, Grasshopper Pie, very tasty, uh, and I highly recommend it. The nine permanent flavors, coconut, cherry, mint brownie, double chocolate, and my personal favorite, salted caramel. There really is something for everyone. And if you're not sure which flavor you like best, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors, and, you know, you can figure out which ones you like. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So they're not only great tasting, but they're good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and it's a current Islander and a popular one at that. Happy birthday one day early. It's uh, July 3rd. It's the 31st birthday for Islanders captain Anders Lee, the Edina, Minnesota native, drafted in the sixth round by the Islanders back in 2009. 6'3", 235 pounds. He is, of course, the Islanders captain right now. Three strong years at Notre Dame before joining the Islanders late in the 
2013 season, his best statistical season, 2017-2018, a 40-goal year with 62 points in 82 games. The year before that, a 34-goal effort. Uh, since then, he was on a, a good pace last year and this year, but injuries derailing his season. Look, 12 goals in 27 games would have given him about 35 goals over 82 games, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Lee, still a solid goal scorer for the Islanders, and obviously his leadership qualities, very important to this team. So far, he's played in 520 games in the NHL, all with the Islanders, 184 goals, 320 points, add 8 goals and 16 points in 35 playoff games, and hopefully Anders Lee has some more good years ahead of him with this Islanders team. Let's go back and look at one of Anders Lee's better games with the Isles. This one at the TD Garden in Boston, December 20th, 2016. Islanders and the Bruins. Tomas Grice in goal for the Islanders. Tuka Rask got the start for Boston in this one. And in the first period, it was Anders Lee, our Islanders' birthday of the day, getting things started. An unassisted goal at 3.05 of the first period. His 11th of the year, Isles up 1-0. Uh, a minute 35 later, Thomas Hickey makes it 2-0. Josh Bailey and Anders Lee with the assist. That was how it was after 20 minutes, 2-0 Isles. Nikolai Kuleman added to the Isles lead, his fourth from Johnny Boychuk. That made it 3-0 after two. In the third, the Bruins got two goals. Anton Blyde and Dominic Moore scoring in the period. Uh, one assist on the uh, Moore goal by Zdeno Chara, the former Islander, and it was suddenly a 3-2 game. That three-goal lead, the dreaded three-goal lead, uh, quickly reduced to, to one goal with 12 and a half minutes left in the game. But midway through the period, the Islanders get a break. Kevin Miller goes off for tripping, and Anders Lee takes advantage his second goal of the game, 12th of the year, Josh Bailey and Nick Letty with the helpers at 13.02. Final score in this one, Islanders 4 and the Bruins 3, uh, 2, excuse me, 4-2. to two. Tomas Grice, outstanding in this game. He made 48 saves. The Islanders were absolutely outshot 50-29 to 29 in this game. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Anders Lee, two goals, one assist, a plus two, and he did that on three shots on goals. So, obviously, a very happy birthday, 31 for Anders Lee. That falls out on Saturday, and uh, we wish him, a, of course, a complete and speedy recovery. Anders, we need you when the season starts, so please uh, get well soon, and uh, we are eager to see you back out on the ice. Uh, a couple of thoughts here as we head into this weekend. We've now had a week to think about this. You know, it's been a week since the Islanders ended up being eliminated in, in Game 7 in Tampa. And it still hurts. I'm not going to lie. Uh, most Islander fans that I have spoken to on uh, in person and or on social media still kind of feeling the sting. But I, I, I think... When we look back at this, uh, the back-to-back -back appearances in the conference final and whatever lies ahead, 
this is going to be, you know, remembered as a positive time in New York Islanders history and some great teams. And a lot of these players, guys who have been here a while, your Josh Bailey's, your Cal Clutterbucks, uh, your Anders Lee's, eventually probably your Barzals and Bavilliers. These guys are going to go down as great Islanders and maybe, you know, Pelican and Pulak and, and, you know, as long as they stay, these guys can go down as all-time great Islanders. Now, you can't compare them to the dynasty years. Those guys won four straight Stanley Cups, but there are multiple generations of Islanders fans. You know, if you're under 50, you may not remember. Certainly, if you're under 45, you're not going to remember the Cup years very well. So there are generations of Islander fans where these are the good old days, and these players are going to be remembered very fondly, and even more so if they capture a Stanley Cup down the road. Next week, we will be preparing for the expansion draft, the NHL draft, and we will start our player-by-player review. We're going to go through the roster. We're going to say how these players performed, whether they lived up to expectations during the regular season, what they did in the playoffs, and we will start to look ahead to what we can expect from these various Islanders players in 2021-2022. So uh, we've got a very busy offseason coming up and a lot to discuss. Make sure you join us for that. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the 4th. We will be back Monday with a new episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!